When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. The names behind the numbers. The stories behind the names. This is the Her Hoop Stats Podcast with John Little. Over time, I've developed into uh, a coach that likes to shoot the three. When you look at our numbers, it holds true in a pretty significant way that that's a smart way for us to play. The biggest newsmakers, the best storytellers. The Her Hoop Stats Podcast. Here's your host, John Little. Hey there, welcome into the Her Hoop Stats Podcast for another week. We're really getting into a groove, aren't we? And this is the last one of 2019, the last one, some would say, of the decade as well. So great to have you here. You have found it, and we appreciate your support. Um, At the start of this year, the start of 2019, I never would have dreamed I would be doing a podcast about women's basketball. But I think that it's really helped fill a void. I've got a passion for it. I love talking about it. I love shining a light on it. I know that you love listening to it. We've heard from many of you that have. So um, what a great first year of the Her Hoop Stats podcast. And not only this version of it, but the unplugged version as well. Thanks to everybody that has contributed on that end of things and all of our guests to It has been a wonderful year. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you love to listen to your podcast because it's pretty much available everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, uh, Radio.com as well. That is a growing app where you can get uh, all sorts of podcasts, including this one. So make sure to do that. And of course, if you are on Apple Podcasts, we've got to implore you to rate and review It helps us out so much. This week on the podcast, as we turn our attention to conference play, and uh, here on Sunday, several conference games were getting underway, a lot of conference openers across the country, and more will be coming over the next few weeks. I want to talk with somebody from a conference that I cover a lot, and that's Conference USA. 
And we talked to the head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd, Tony Kemper. Coach Kemper's in his third year, and after a struggle of a first season with Marshall, uh, he really turned the corner with this program last year. In his second season, they had a winning record. They won 10 games in Conference USA play. They got some big-time wins. Middle Tennessee has been a thorn in the side of Marshall over the course of time, and they got a big win over Middle Tennessee. Uh, Several other marquee wins along the way as well. Marshall was a tough out last year all along the way. Made it onto the postseason, went to the WBI, won a game on the road before falling to the eventual champion Appalachian State. Uh, Really a banner year for Tony Kemper's club, and now uh, this season, They are trying to see what kind of team they have as they enter conference play. And ahead of a road trip to Texas that sees Marshall play Rice and North Texas this week, I got to talk to the head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. So enjoy my chat with Tony Kemper. Well, it's good to be on. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And how you ended up becoming the head coach of Marshall is certainly um, an interesting story. Uh, this is your first head coaching job as far as the, the Division One level, but um, you were an assistant for many years and ended up getting the job there in Marshall uh, once your previous head coach, Matt Daniel, uh, moved on from the position and you had worked with him in a couple stops along the way, right? Yeah, that's right. And I kind of have a, I guess, a winding, winding road to get where I got, which is uh, not unlike many in, in the coaching profession. Um, but I started off in high school and then I kind of worked my way through things on the men's side before flipping over to women. And um, like you said, with Coach Daniel moved from uh, we're at Central Arkansas together and had quite a bit of success there. And we're fortunate to land the Marshall job and moved to West Virginia and, um, you know, worked for him, I guess, for five years and very appreciative of the fact that, you know, Marshall had kind of done their homework on me in terms of uh, what they felt like I was maybe from a, a support role. And I think there's a lot of times when that kind of stuff doesn't happen and um, you kind of go look for a name or something like that. But, you know, I certainly appreciate the fact that they kicked the tires on me and felt like I was the right right person for the job and sure are fortunate to to be competing every day in, in uh, what is just a great great dream job for a guy a little farm kid from from western Kansas to to get to coach division one in conference USA it's been, uh, been a lot of fun it is a lot of fun it's a huge challenge and uh, one that I certainly enjoy Absolutely. And I remember reading something uh, talking about you getting the head coaching job when Daniel moved on, that the girls were really supportive of you getting the job. How much did that mean to you? And as far as you know, how much did that have an effect on uh, you eventually getting appointed to the position? Well, I think it mattered. You know, I I definitely think it mattered. I think, um, you know, it is unique a lot of times when you when you get your first job, usually it is with a group of people that you don't know that much about. Um, I had obviously been involved in a lot of the recruiting of, of uh, the young ladies in our program um, for many years, a lot of them. So had good familiarity with them. Um, you know, I was very fortunate with Coach Daniel that I was on the floor and active and they were used to my voice and they were used to, you know, my way of doing things and, you know, that kind of stuff. So that, that was great. And I definitely think that, uh, you know, it was one of the factors 
that helped push me to uh, ultimately to the top of the list for Marshall. I think my rapport with our players and, and uh, definitely with staff and people at Marshall. You know, Marshall's a special place in terms of the people there and, you know, my family. It's it's a family-oriented place and my wife teaches at Marshall and there's there's many, many things like that that kind of go in, I think, ultimately to a decision. But I think there's a lot of things on my side and I think the relationships with our players and, and the people in that community, I, I certainly think mattered. Well, as Matt moved on, um, obviously you being under him and with him and influential in his coaching style for however many years it was as an assistant, uh, I'm sure there was a lot of meshing there too. But once you had the reins, how much did what you did X's and O's wise at Marshall change, if at all? You know, I've worked for a lot of really good coaches, and I've been around a lot of really good coaches. So there's there's a little bit of, uh, you know, there's not a I, – I fell off a couple different trees, I guess you'd say, in terms of my coaching philosophy. I played under the kind of North Carolina secondary break, that type of scheme. Um, so that was kind of my first – as a player, that's what I played in. My first coaching jobs were under that. Um, you know, and then I worked for a guy on the men's side by the name of Ryan Chapel at Central Arkansas who uh, – who played and coached under Charlie Spoonhour um, at Missouri State, which is a uh, very defensive-oriented, man-to-man, offensive control kind of. But So I worked in that style. Um, and then working for Matt, he, he really he likes to play up and down. He, he's always liked to shoot threes. Um, and, and coming with Matt to Marshall, that kind of got us connected with, with Dan D'Antoni, you know, watching his men's team's practice. And, um we were running kind of a ball screen continuity offense a lot when we got there, and, and we sort of moved into that NBA free-flowing, uh, you know, ball screen stuff that, uh, you know, we get it down, we go downstairs and watch a pretty good coaching clinic every day when Coach D'Antoni's putting it on. So we do that, and then um, I've kind of morphed into we run quite a bit of chin stuff um, and kind of adding it in a little bit more year by year, I guess, as I get a little bit more familiarity with it. Um, so I, I guess my style is a little bit of everything. Um, try to figure out the best way for the team that we have to be successful and get the, get the kids in the right spots. And You know, I think that's something that we're still working on this year. Absolutely. We're talking with Tony Kemper, the head coach of Marshall. Now, obviously, like you said, you, you play uh, and you, you mold that, uh, that style of play to, toward the players you have. How unique, as far as players that you've ever coached, was Shana Gore, the, the player that graduated last year and, and helped lead you guys to a really good season in her senior year? Uh, she's, she's a tremendous scorer. I mean, there will be... Uh... I probably won't coach very many or if any as gifted as she is at, you know, taking the ball and making something happen for you. That's part of the reason why we were pretty, pretty ball screen free flowing last year. She's a little bit like an artist. You got to let her, got to let her paint, you know, and you got to let her do her thing. And at times you've got to rein her in a little bit, but there's a lot of times when our best offense is, you know, trying to figure out where she wants the ball and do you want a ball screen or not. And, uh, you know, run her off a lot of screens. She can absolutely jump up and, you know, she can hit fadeaways and she can do different things that you don't see a lot in our game. And um, she certainly had a great senior year. I'm happy for her that, that she really helped us go out, 
you know, she was able to go out with uh, actually winning more Conference USA games than they've ever won at Marshall. Um, you know, we tied for fifth in the league, played in the WBI, won a game on the road. So um, I was happy for that senior class, Shana and, uh, and some others, that they were able to go out winners. Another one of those players was Taylor Porter as well. And I, I think I remember uh, from her that she was like 24 and she'd played like, you know, the, through injuries and probably like almost six years of, of college basketball experience. So when you've got Gore and then you've got Porter and and now you, you turn the page where you do have a lot of returners back, but two key fundamental pieces of your team from last year. How tough has that been for your current group of young ladies to, um, you know, kind of make their own style and make it work early this year? Well, I think that's been, that's been one of our challenges, you know, and I think we, uh, we lost a couple games early that um, we very well might have got beat if we went back and played them again, but I think we sort of were looking in the huddle for, you know, who is going to be the one that steps up and takes the shot. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, that void maybe of the um, the alpha dog a little bit was was there early on in the season. I, I think that we've improved at that. Um, I do believe we're an improving basketball team. I, I think, you know, and I tell our girls this right now, like we, we don't have a lot to show for that, but I do feel like that they're getting a lot better. You know, our last game before the break against at, on the road against Towson, which Towson is a very talented team. Uh, we hung in there till right at the end. You know, they hit a hit a buzzer three on us and. Um, but but I feel like they're you know going back to your question I think I think that's a fair point with this group but I think they I do not think that at the end of the day there's a lot of talent difference but I do think that there's a void in um, and I think even leadership it's kind of unfair to the team now I think they're hard workers and I think they're working through they're developing all those things that that uh, you know Shana TP and, and the chemistry of that group last year um, worked at, at becoming, you know, we're right in the middle of that same thing. And, um, the, the other thing I tell them too, is that that group did not gel until, until really conference play. You know, we had our bumps in the road early in the season and they kept after it and they, they kept grinding and it's a long season and boy, they, they figured some things out in conference play. We got on a nice run and, um, you know, proud of them for that. But there, there is this team that we've got right now is growing, and they're they're trying to figure it out. And I've got a lot of uh, got a lot of positive things to say about them, and yet I'm also ready for them to start maybe making a few more plays so they can feel feel a little bit better about the result. I hear you there, Coach. And you know, one thing I noticed about your team last year is you guys were about as close. And you, you know, you mentioned this when you talked about the influence of having Coach Nantoni there, you know, officing, you know, basically next to you guys and things like that. But you're about as close to a positionless, free flowing offense, an NBA style or WNBA style that you're going to see in Conference USA at this at this point. Uh, not being able to see you guys so far this year, how how close is is that um, this year to to what you were last year? Well, we're a little bit more traditional this year. You know, we've got we the reason we went to that pretty much full time last year was we our starting center of I guess our first two years of college, Ashley Saint Jean. Uh, basically, we we uh, she was having complications from a knee injury, and we put her on the shelf right right hit it into conference play and that really turned us into 
I have no idea if this stat is correct or not, but we were probably the smallest team in the country. I mean, might have been. I don't know. <laughs> might have been. <laughs> I don't. I've never seen anybody smaller than that. You know, we basically started everybody under five ten, and uh, they were scrappy. They were tough. Um, we could really stretch the floor. We we started the game with five shooters. That doesn't mean everybody that we put in could shoot, but um, you know, we kind of spaced it and made you guard a lot of people on the perimeter and. Um, and then we had enough toughness on the inside that there wasn't many nights that we really got pounded inside. And, um, you know, we're a little bit more traditional this year. Um, and yet we'll, we'll play that small ball a little bit some too. And, uh, we, we've got a, we got a player by the name of Kadeja Brooks who she's a fifth year senior right now. She, she makes a lot of that stuff go from an offensive perspective. She's been in our system for a long time super smart basketball player you can kind of she basically can run our offense and we I, I gave you everything we run earlier and it's not it's not one or two things we run a lot of different stuff and she can kind of basically run it from every position and to have somebody like that um that's super versatile on the offensive end really helps she can make three so she stretches the floor and then you know we kind of have one of those on defense too taylor pearson does that same stuff for us on defense and she can probably guard a one and she can guard five and we have people like that um it allows you to play positionless and, and do a lot of different things so we will uh you know i don't exactly know what the spread is um we're a little bit you know last year we were kind of a one-trick pony we had to win that way this year um you know we've probably looked at matchups and what what we felt like was advantageous for us is kind of the way we go so one of the things i wanted to ask you about is at her hoop stats we're all about stats and we like you know um kind of diving into the stats and one of the things especially against uh, we look at all your games against division one opponents this year so in the games against division one teams this year you guys get 40 percent of your points from outside the three-point line. So the, the three-point line leads to 40% of your points, which is yep. uh, 11th in the country right now, according to our stats. Um, okay. Is that a positive stat in your estimation? Is that how you want things done? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, generally. And I I am a, I am a stat guy, and I, there's also some uh, – I'm also not a complete sellout to it either um, – I do think it's. I do think one of the things that we figured out over time at Marshall is we can probably recruit quite a few um, young ladies from our area that can shoot it, and therefore, you know, I was uh, I'm on the road tonight talking to you, driving, you know, four and a half hours to go watch a high school game, and we can't, we don't have the luxury of having 20 million people within an hour and a half radius of of our campus at Marshall. So we've got to branch out. But one of the things that is around there, we've got some pretty good skilled players around there. So, um, you know, that's one of the things, you know, you talk about Shana Gore, Taylor Porter, those, those girls were elite shooters. And, you know, at the same time, we, we can, we have been able to find 5'10", 5'11", tough ones that can stretch the floor and, and make threes. And so, yeah, over time I've developed into uh a coach that likes to shoot the three. Um, and I think there, there's a lot of influences in there, including, you know, coach D'Antoni's one of the leading analytics guys in, uh, on the men's side. And, and I've listened to him talk plenty about the difference between, uh, you know, I guess the value of a post up 
generally speaking, the value of a three and things like that. And I, I think when you look at our numbers, um, it holds true in a pretty significant way that that's a smart way for us to play. And it's not saying I know you're not saying this at all, but it's it's really it, it's really interesting how you know things are certainly trending that way. But then you look at Baylor and they hardly shoot threes at all, you know, last year and they, right. they breeze through everybody. It's just it's just amazing. There is more than one way to skin a cat. But uh, but at the same time, you got to do what works best for what you can recruit. And I think that's a, that's an excellent point. Uh, tell us about because I'm just really interested, coach. Uh, you know, you're there for several years before you end up uh, taking on the the head job at Marshall. Um what do you like about the area? What is your family like about the area? Because I know you have, you know, a young family in those formidable years. They're there a few years. You start to get stability, and then, you know, you wonder if that's if that's going to keep. Why was it the right thing to to stay in Huntington? Well, it was a great opportunity. You know, for number one, is great when we moved there. You know, we moved there from Central Arkansas to Marshall, and it was a good step up for. Um, me in the same role that I was in at, at Central Arkansas, and then to slide over to this chair. And Marshall's a really, the Huntington community is a really special place. That place really, really cares about Marshall athletics. And um, I am a, it's it's a college town. I think that is, it's a lot of fun to coach in a place like that. You know, when we, when you go to our games, when we're rolling, when you go to football games, people really care about that um, there. And we we don't share fans with other you know, state institutions or professional teams and things like that. You either, you're either for Marshall around there, you're not. And uh, that makes it a really special place to coach. Um, And then it's a good, I'm a, I'm a, grew up in a really small town out in Western Kansas. Um, And uh, it is a, it's a family oriented place. It is big enough that there's plenty for my wife and I and our kids to do. And they stay busy with their little, sports and different things like that they're all growing up and my wife carts them around everywhere but um at the same time it's not it's not a huge place and it's a place that uh you know we certainly enjoyed you know making friends here and uh, it's been a great move for us and a great opportunity and i'm very very thankful um you know like i said earlier to sit in the chair that i'm in and we uh we definitely uh we definitely bleed green in our family and our boys are decked out in Marshall stuff every day and they, they have a blast with it, you know, and I think they, they understand how special it is that, you know, when I grew up, I, I barely got in the gym at the local high school and it sat, sat seating for about 500 and their, their typical Sunday afternoon is, you know, they get to go Cam Henderson center and put the lights on and turn the music on and play in there. So, um, they're pretty lucky, and we're pretty lucky to raise our family in Huntington. Do you have a good feel at this point of the year of what to expect from Conference USA once you get in to play, or do um, you feel like it's a little bit more wide open this year than just you know kind of Rice running away with it last year? I think that's a really good question. I, I think that uh, I think that our league, I think when you look at maybe the stability in it. I think that that it sort of leads to maybe I do have a little bit of a clue about it. And yet, um, you know, as you go through things, I'm not, I'm not an expert on it yet. You know, I've been, uh, I basically work one game at a time and then I look at scores on the periphery, Um, you know, but there's fantastic coaches in our league. 
Um, and then I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the schools that finished at the top, they either have quite a bit of stability on their roster, um, or they added some pretty good talent, you know, a pretty good talent infusion. So you look at, you know, teams, you know, like Rice, we're getting ready to open up at Rice and, um, you know, there's a lot of the same players out there when I watch them on film, uh, leading into this game than there were a year ago. And, uh, you know, then we, we, uh, we've got North Texas, we've got Middle Tennessee after that, we've got UAB, um, Old Dominion, uh, Charlotte, and then Western. You know, that's our first seven games. And of, the, of those, you know, teams, there's quite a bit of, uh, when you look at their scores and stuff, those teams are having quite a bit of success against some of the best leagues in, our, in the nation. So, um, you know, I think our league is probably as strong – um, maybe as I can remember it, as far as the depth of it and how good, um, you know, it looks to me at this point. Although, kind of like I said, I'm getting ready to get in the meat of it and really understand it better um, over the next couple of weeks, probably. Well, Coach, we're certainly looking forward to it, and I just really appreciate your time to break down not only that, but uh, but your team and your journey as well today. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. That's Tony Kepper, the head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. Really cool guy, and so glad to be able to talk to him on his drive. He was making about a four and a half hour drive that night out to Pittsburgh. Uh, like he was saying, it's you know sometimes tough to find time uh, to recruit during the season, especially when you're in a little bit more of a remote location like Huntington, West Virginia. I really like Huntington, by the way. Got to go there for the first time last year and enjoyed my visit to Marshall. And it is a, certainly an interesting place, right? They're in the corner of Ohio and West Virginia and Kentucky, right along the, the banks of the river. It's a, a cool place to be for sure. And he's doing a great job there with the Marshall ladies. We'll see how they do on their first road trip of the 2019-2020 season. Big thanks to you for listening to this one. Can't wait to talk to you again next week. It will be a lot of fun. A reminder, make sure to subscribe if you you like this chat there are so many other great ones uh, we've talked with kelly graves over the summer the head coach of the oregon ducks we talked recently with tara vandeveer the head coach of the stanford cardinal as well uh, so many other great chats karen aston last week the head coach of texas they got the big upset win over number one stanford so uh, check out some of the other podcasts that we've had along the way as well the executive producer of the her hoop stats podcast is aaron bars thanks to Susie solis our great voice of the her hoop stats podcast and our music is by jared deck jareddeckmusic.com i'm john little Reminding you, at the Her Hoop Stats podcast, we are unlocking better insight about the women's game. Her Hoop Stats. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.